welcome to the FPC Blanchard Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in today. We also thank you for any comments, likes, suggestions that you may leave on this site. Also, feel free to share this with any of your friends or church members so that they can keep up with our events too. Here we go. All right. Welcome back. This is Joe Prater. I'm here with Brother Clay again. Uh, We've kind of had some busy times in the church. Uh, Today we're going to take a break from the three circles and we're going to go into the Change Me, um, kind of go over where we're at with that as a church and the books that we're going, or the book that we're going through, and how that's impacting uh, others around here in preparation for a revival. Uh, just reminder through all this that um, revival should be all the time, not just one time a year, uh, based on the things that we've, you know, you've learned if you've been. If you've been paying attention to the pastor during church, uh, if you haven't, then uh, this is a good chance to catch up and, and kind of see what's going on. It's, but no, we uh, been a busy time, busy month, busy first of the year, a lot of great things going on, and uh, we look forward to you following along. If you're new to this podcast, it's definitely a lot of information, but these are not things that um, you have to be here every time and listen to everything for it. You can pick different things up that you need and in different parts of it, but it does focus on ourselves and, and where we are with our walk. So, uh, Brother Clay, how are you? I'm good, man. Good. Thanks for the lead in. Uh, it's yeah. been good to uh, kind of have, for me, it was good to have a little break from the podcast for a little while. Got some studying, yeah. some things I had to be doing and some things I needed to catch up on, but I needed to get our our listeners back uh, engaged and, and knowing where we are. Um, as a church, and um, like I said, six weeks, something like that, we're in this book, Change Me. We're in the in the vein of spiritual awakening and revival. So uh, if you hadn't been here in a minute and uh, you hadn't heard things in a while, that's kind of where we are here because um, we are planning. Um, I shouldn't say that. I, would, I guess it is we, but... I really want to see the Lord do something, move. And, you know, if you don't plan for it to happen, you know, things won't happen. It's, it's a kind of like... of expectation. Yeah. We, ex- we expect through our studying and worshiping for the Lord to move. And, and I think that, me personally, that's what I've always been taught. Pray with the spirit of expectation. So I don't think you're wrong. But yeah. I'm just, you know, right. I'm not, I'm not no, a preacher. Good. In a, <laughs> no, well, I was I just kind of making it sound like that, you know, we were... You know, kind of do it. It's not our plan. Right. That's what I was really meaning. It's not something that it's coerced or, or, you know, but you do have to plan. And, you know, God tells us in his word, you know, kind of like I can give a lot of instances, but, you know, we're to to do our part and God's going to do his part and, uh, and so kind of where we are is we're, we're, we're wanting to hold up our end of the bargain. We, we want to see God do something awesome and amazing. Well, in the terms of Nehemiah, you, you can't, you can't build a building or a wall without the blueprints. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't have those blueprints and an idea of where God's leading the church. Then how are we ever expected to grow the church and to, to follow his lead? Glad to see you was listening there, Nehemiah, man. That's well, good. I, Look at you. I try yeah. every now and then. Yeah. Well, let's I'm jump like, in to change me. I, I kind of want to, I don't want our folks to think we're chasing around a rabbit for a minute. We'll, we'll get right in the hole. So the uh, the verse, the text was Psalms 139, uh, verses 23 and 24. 
Um, if you were in the book or have the book or you want to start in the book, you can go on to uh, fbcblanchard.com to our website and go on there and look, and you'll see a, a downloadable version of the book, Change Me, and you can begin to start there. Um, if you're not a member of our church, you're just a listener, um, that's where you can jump in and be a part of us without being a part of us. So just jump in right there. But the, um, the message Sunday was, Search Me, O Lord. And it comes off that verse that um, Dr. Horn challenged us to begin to memorize, to begin to to look at and to see, um, you know, this whole process. Search me, know me, try me, test me, lead me, uh, get in there and, and to begin to memorize that scripture. Because if we're wanting spiritual awakening, that's a good one verse um, verse to have to begin to see God do something move. Uh, and move in your life and speak to you. So the, the, the scripture is, Search me, O God, know my heart, try me, know my concerns, and see if there is any wicked way in me, and then lead me in the way everlasting. So it's a good memory. It's a good verse to, to, to look at and to study and to see. You know, do I, you have to ask the question, Joe, do I? want spiritual awakening in my life right do i want revival because see if we if you don't want it you can't don't don't even don't don't play the game if you're happy with status quo right that's not right if you're okay being right there you know okay and i'm not going to say happy with it no we never should be that well it'd be complacent yeah complacency you know oh i feel like i've 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 done that before you know it's not a i've done that before thing it's Mm -hmm. You know, I want to experience a fresh and a new, a fresh awakening. So, um, you know, just kind of, kind of looking at those scriptures. I had the awesome opportunity yesterday to make a hospital visit and visit one of our church members that hadn't been here in a while, and she had um, began to hear and understand, you know, that we were going through this book and and kind of looking at it, and um, so she wanted a one-on-one um, breakdown of of the sermon Sunday. So uh, I got to spend, you know, a good bit of time with her yesterday, and it was just, it was just neat how it all works. You know, the, the, the script, she wanted to know it, every bit of it. So search me is, is looking inward. You know, the, the whole chapter one is introspection. It's looking inward um, to see, search me. I mean, if you really want to, I want to just say, this is one of those ones like people say praying for patience and, oh, be, be careful what you ask for and all that. Kind of, oh, don't pray for patience and all that. Well, if you don't want God to examine you, please don't pray this prayer. Please don't pray this psalm right here. Because when you start asking God to search you, you know what? He will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it may be not right immediately that he begin to um, expose sin in your life or expose things that need to be changed, but over time, um, weeks, months, something in there, if you're really wanting to see God change you and move, I'm going to tell you right now, be be aware. Have the headlights on. Be looking because something's going to uh, start happening. Because when you say, search me, Lord, you're asking him to open you up, open your heart. It says, it talks about our heart, open our heart. Um, know my heart. And um, so I, I've already been around some folks 
that that's reading the book, that's praying through it, and, and different things like that. And uh, I met with a lady Sunday, tears in her eyes, just saying all right off the bat, the Lord showed me pride in my life, and I was just like, wow, man, that's that's pretty cool. God's already speaking and and moving in, in somebody's heart and life. Then I'd have different ones come up and start sharing, but um, I re- honestly, Joe. I already believe God's in revival with us because yeah. if we're praying that, search me, know my heart. That's revival. That's happening. Now we have to do what? We have to repent of whatever it is that God's exposing, that he's showing us, that he's revealing to us if we're asking him to search me. Um, you know, I, I always, I hate that I do this because a lot of times I do it from the pulpit, is I tell people, I, I just try to be real with people, Joe. I'm, I'm, you know, just real. When I first read this in January, there wasn't some sparks and fireworks that went off and showed all this, this and that. But over the last few weeks, um, even last week, I was in a Greek class, and uh, our professor was talking about a word that was in there, and um, and and it was. If you took the word, you could really just read right over it, and it just sounded okay. But once you took the root of that word and started looking at it, what it meant was the inner man. Well, just before I went to Greek, me and Christy probably, I I remember if we had words or something, but it wasn't a full-out argument or whatever, but it was like, and I kind of barked a little bit, you know, how we kind of do as men, we want to fix everything in 30 seconds and so I wanted to bark out the orders that I thought would fix the situation, and I stormed out of the door. And right. Last word kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so as I'm sitting in Greek, an hour and five, ten minutes, something later than that conversation, you know, the, the teacher shows us what this inner man does. And I had to reflect on I do a pretty decent job. I ain't going to say I'm great at it, but a, a pretty decent job of outwardly loving on church members and people abroad. I'll I'll smile at you. I'll shake your hand. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to hopefully use a word of encouragement and, uh, you know, just be smiling a lot. So my outward man looks really good sometimes. But I've been exposed in my quiet time to see that my inner man needs to be the same thing. Right. And so... When we pray those things, man, we got to be willing to let the Lord examine us, to change us, to change our mind. That's what that's what repentance is. It's a change of mind. It's changing the the the, the things that I'm thinking of. The um, those things that come to my mind. I want God to change them. I want my will to change. You know, I, again, business owner. You know, for twenty plus years. You know, my, my will was to retire at 50 years old, which would be next year. Right. And, um, you know, I, I had a goal set that, that I had to do X amount of processes to get me to that point, and all of them were in place, and things were going great, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Then all of a sudden, I went on a mission trip to Cambodia and um, in 2014, and God just got a hold of my will. And um, began to show me, look, I make the decisions. I say when you're going to retire, I'm going to say what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. 
and um and just really got a hold of my will and that's just one instance of will in in my life and different things then he he began to change my actions my actions were all about me i wanted to build this nest egg build these different things and everything like this but god began to change my actions i even put new words in my restaurant I began to put Matthew twenty eight nineteen on my walls. I began to put um, John three sixteen for God so loved the world at my cash registers. I began to put gospel tracks by my registers where people could pick up that and begin to see it. And so um, your actions change, man. When there's a repentance, your actions change. So um, even you know if you're listening today and and you remember that time when you gave your heart and life to Christ. Your mind should have changed. Your will should have changed, um, and and your actions. Yeah. One of those actions is getting in the Word, right, Joe? Yeah, we got to get in that Word. Yeah, you know it, it. Whenever you start looking at you, you can. I guess it, when I look at it like this, you can change the outside of a home and remodel the outside of a home, but it doesn't change the way you feel when you go in the home. However, if you change the inside of the home, it's going to reflect outwardly to the outside of the home. It's going to say, hey, look, I have a little more pride. It's kind of like a, owning a company or owning a business or, or working for an agency or, or anything. You know, <clears throat> it doesn't matter if you put new signage up. It doesn't change the way the employees are going to act towards someone. It doesn't change the way subordinates or even your bosses are going to act towards you. However, if you change the inside and the way they act, it will reflect on on everything going to the outside. So I, it's it's a in, it's an inward change. It's, mm-hmm. You can, like you said, you can you can love on people all you want, but if you don't have that love for them, you know, inside, if you say, "Hey, I love you," I'm going to pray for you, but then you never go and in, inwardly pray for them or inwardly care about them, you're not doing anything any any good. Right. So I mean, it's a it's a big deal to to truly take those directives mm-hmm. or those uh, verses and speak those, you know, inside or right. inwardly. Well, when you take that that um, that scripture and you start looking at, you know, it's kind of a process in there. First, yeah. you know what? Really, one of those things that needs to happen, we need to pray. Right. We need to take that scripture. We need to pray, and then the next thing should be a brokenness in that process. If we're looking at a process. So we begin to desire revival. We want to see revival. We want to see God change me, do a work in my life. Then the processes start happening. I need to start praying for that, praying that God send revival. Let it start in me and and do that work. And then you know what? A lot of times people get broken. We get broken. We start getting concerned. When we're broken and we're crying, and I think that's another psalm where it talks about... um, that that um, that my tears became to be my food, and, and and we were so crying over folks and crying and and weeping over them, and um, that that begins to what we feed on. Man, it's gonna change. I'm telling you, it's gonna change the the dynamics of our church. It's gonna change people because we'll start seeing that we need to share. We need to share. Why? Because people are going to spend eternity in two zip codes. If we believe this Bible like we say we believe it, 
then it's going to get a hold of our heart, and we're going to understand everybody that we pass on a day-to-day basis has two zip codes, heaven or hell, and where will they spend all of eternity? When we understand that we're going to heaven and that God has done an about-face change in our life and we've had an, an, um, a life-changing experience, you know what? I won't have to get into these canned um, faith evangelism, which I love, and I'm a strong advocate of faith evangelism. I'm a strong advocate of Roman Road. I'm a strong advocate of evangelism explosion and all this. But, Joe, all those are are tools that will allow us to share. How about we just become conversational Christians yesterday? And I'm not bragging on things. It's just God getting a hold of my heart because I'm praying for revival and change. I got on that elevator yesterday, and I didn't try to find an opportunity where I can say, in your personal opinion, what do you understand it takes for a person to go to heaven and have eternal life? I know that inside and out. I know how to lead into the faith outline and everything. But it was much easier to step on the elevator. I was on the 10th floor and say, are we going up? Are we going down? And they kind of all about, kind of just kind of grinned a little bit. I said, you know what? We're all going to spend eternity in one of those two places, either up Mm -hmm. or we're going to spend it down, right? Mm -hmm. And they began to kind of grin and look. And I said, there's two people on the elevator. I looked at both of them in the face. Where are you going up? You going down? And both of them, you know, just kind of paused for a second. And both of them said, going up. And all I just said was, man, I'm glad you have that assurance. Yeah. You know, that's good. All it's doing, opening seeds, opening conversation. So how about somebody, I might be the first touch. What if they know somebody and go, that began that process of churning. Hey, I know Sylvia over there. She knows. She's a, I know she's a Christian. Hey, Sylvia, a guy on the elevator just asked me if I was going up or if I'm going down. What does my life reflect? Do I look like I'm going up or do I look like I'm going? You know, just you just don't know how. I don't. All, we don't always have to, you know, throw out. You know, for the wages of sin is death. Right. We don't have to throw out six twenty three. We don't have to throw out Romans three twenty three for all sin fall short of the glory of God. Yeah, just, most people know that already. You do. Yeah. You just have that conversational thing. You know. If we really care about those people and we say we do and all that kind of stuff, you know, we just open up conversation. And you know what? Here's the cool thing. That's relying on the Holy Spirit to take that conversation further. If he's doing a work in that life and that heart, then he'll then that person can look and go, man, I don't know about up or down. Right. What are you talking about? What's What does that mean more? And then we can use those tools that we know, evangelism, explosion, faith evangelism, whatever, Roman road. Well, you know, where do you think you're going to spend all of eternity? Right. So it's really, we make it into being something so hard, but it's really easy, the gospel. You know what a guy asked me a couple, or shared with me the other day? What you're most passionate about is what you'll share about. I, do you know that I have a grandbaby? Yeah, yes. We why, all know that. Why do you know that? We hear it a lot. There you go. You know why? Because I'm it, passionate about it. I don't see any pictures in here yet, though. I know. We're in his office, in case you're wondering. Right. So if you're 
his son, I won't name names, but yeah. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, dad needs a picture. He needs a picture. But but yeah, they, if you're if you're passionate about it, you're going to talk about it to everybody. How about this one? I bet you know another passion about mine. Give it. Oh, you like to hunt. See, I didn't yeah. even have to prompt you or tell you anything. Right. Why? Because I've talked about it. Right. Yeah, it's a matter of pride and a matter of of passion. You know, sure. it's yeah. it's no doubt in my regular full time job, uh, or what I like to call my retirement and healthcare job. It it's no no doubt that I have a passion for it and that I enjoy it. You know, I talk about it. everybody that knows me. They're like, hey, that's that guy's a fireman. If you don't believe me, just say something. He's going to come up with some technical term. You know, but. I could see that, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I know that it, it. A lot of people don't. They may be passionate, but either their passion is either a very superficial passion, or they're just not quite sure how to express their passion about it. And one of those may be verses in the Bible. You know, they can't just spit it out there. They can say all day long, "Hey, do you know what it takes? Do you know uh, how to be saved? Do you know why?" you know, Jesus came or why he sent his son. Do you know all this? And they can spit it all back, but they can't necessarily recite the verses and things like that. So how about if we just turn it to conversational evangelism and we don't have to be under so much pressure to go, okay, step one is faith. Forsaking all, I trust him. Step two is, uh, A, it's available, you know, salvation is available right and then f a i i is impossible it's impossible to allow god uh, to allow sin and see all that is we don't need that what we can just start is just something so simple yeah and that and that goes back to it's kind of neat to see all these different programs they all have a different intention but they all work together such mm-hmm. as faith evangelism leads into three circles three circles leads into change me you know um and how they all work together. And you can take what's in each one and make it into your own deal. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be a, a, I don't know, a Faith Change Me Circle book come out that encompasses all three yeah. eventually. Right, right. But, but that's, that's the neat thing about these and, and the examination of, of your inward self and where you're at, because then you can go and kind of dig through your toolbox mm-hmm. and go, okay, what tools do I have? What do I need? Yeah, I have a screwdriver. Do I need a powered screwdriver today or a regular one? And right. then you can kind of use those different things. Well, so. then I think a lot of us know the uh, Adam and Eve story. Yeah. You know, we go back to creation, mm-hmm. you know, and just say, man, God created a beautiful garden, didn't he? So God made a, a the perfect place for us. Mm-hmm. What happened? Do you remember what happened? Sin, sin like came I, in. Seems okay. like I heard something about yeah. it. Well, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I hate to do that because see, I might be thinking one thing. That's why it's always scary when you ask somebody a question because well, you're really sin thinking came it's in, your disobedience way. came in. Right. And, and, so, so God yeah. created it perfect. Yeah. Man messed it up. How did it get messed up through sin? So we're a broken world. We're broken people. We need yep. something. So how can we fix that? Well, we're repentance and confession, yep. and then that's where you know. We don't have to make it a big presentation. We can keep it simple. No, in fact, some of the most notable people um, in my life, and I'm sure in yours and everywhere else, were not these big, extravagant, I'm going to tell everybody everything, but 
you knew them from their actions. You knew mm-hmm. them from simple conversations with them. Right. The most memorable conversations with them were probably not them reciting Bible verses to you, but some simple, uh, I'm not almost say a life application. Yeah, just some, some simple, life application. Simple uh, guidance they may have given you mm-hmm. based on what they've seen and how they interact with the Bible and how they inter- have interacted with God in the past. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely memorable. Definitely internal has to start with me has to start with with inside um and ask for the change there i think that no matter what we can all get you know some what kind else? of change out of this you know what else joe a lot of times we think it's a pass or fail thing like it's all on us and it's really not yeah. it's not a pass or a fail you know what it really is it's just being obedient to just share something just start a conversation and let the Lord take it where He wants it to go. See, that's what happens with faith evangelism or any you know programmed type thing. We want a closure. We want an evaluation. We want to see somebody pray to receive Christ right then, right there, instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to do its do His work. I mean, do what He does. It's just our responsibility to be to be sharing. You know. A lot of the reason why we, I'm, I'm going to give you the answer, reason why we don't share, we don't practice it enough. Right. We don't practice. You Did you play any ball in high oh, school yeah. or anything? Well, you know, I only got better with with sports the more I practiced that sport or something. Like growing up as a child and a kid, um, I had an older brother, but I also had I had a ball and a bat and a glove and everything. We had a big, big shop out behind my house. And and you know what I would do as a little boy? I'd take that ball and I would throw it up on top of the shop and I'd let it run down and I would catch it. When I was really wanting to get good and try to build some speed too, I would throw it up and try to let it kind of start rolling down on the other side and I would run to the other side and try to catch it where, where it was coming. It was called anticipation. Mm-hmm. I was trying to anticipate, you know, what was happening basketball i shot free throws you know we had a basketball goal on the backyard and we had it was concrete and i made up how many ever feet it was i forget now how far it is from the goal to shoot a free throw mm-hmm. i shoot hours and hours of free throws wanted to learn how to make my dribbling skills better i would run up and down our driveway dribbling left-handed then i would dribble right-handed then i would do crossover behind my back all that kind of stuff all that to say this, if we're not practicing, not saying that we have to have a pass or a fail, just at Walmart or just even started at home with our spouse. Hey, look, I want to I want to try to learn to share the gospel more. You mind if I practice on you a little bit, you know? Yeah. And have you ever tried to have a conversation with a rocket scientist about rockets? <laughs> Right. So if you know nothing about a rocket and you try to have a conversation with someone about a rocket, you're going to find out real quick that you're going to lose interest and you're going to be like, okay, wrong guy, wrong question. Sound like you want the kiss method. Right. So if you plan on sharing the gospel with someone who may have no clue about the gospel or very little input or very little interaction with the gospel, you don't have to be the rocket scientist. That's right. You know, you can get... You can 
you can get the same gist of the the beginning of it. Now, eventually, yes, but I'm just saying, if you're trying to start the conversation, you all start with that rocket kit from Hobby Lobby, you know, that you know, hey, I've got to have the force and I've got to have all the different things and the the little rod that keeps the rocket going straight when it goes up in the air. So why are we worried about trying to become a rocket scientist or a Bible scholar to share the Bible? Good job, Joe. We, that's been my, that's always been my hesitation. I'm like, I don't know the Bible like I need to. Okay. Well, number one, you, you recognize a deficit that you can work on, you can practice with. And number two, do you really have to know the Bible front and back in order to start that conversation? You're going to know real quick if that guy, if, if someone approaches you and they try to share the gospel, I'm going to know real quick that Clay knows what he's talking about. And, and I can kind of know how to vet the information and then say, hey, well, look, I was just checking with you, but what? give me something that I can work with, you know, and you can turn that conversation around. Uh, you're not going to go in there and try to teach the rocket scientist how to, raise, how to fly a rocket. It, you're going to realize real quick that that's not the place. So I just think that we don't need to get so hung up on we got to have all this you know, every carpenter starts with a small toolbox. You don't need some, or every mechanic, you don't need a 16-drawer a toolbox. You can do this with a little metal one that you see on TV and a little handle and a little tray inside of it. It's going to get you through a lot of the small projects, same way with this. That little bit of knowledge is going to get you just just enough to get you interested and open your foot, or get your foot in the door, open that door for you to start having those conversations. I think we stress out as people, and I know I do, that I'm going to get punked out. That they're going to, that somebody's going to turn around and say, and, and that that very well could happen. So how about how about this? Have you ever been punked out in a other kind of like in what you do? No. Let's just say um, no. And I'll tell you why. Hold on. I okay. know at some point <clears throat> you did. At some point, yes. Somebody knew more than you did. Yes. That's why it's called a learning process. You had to learn. Right. What happened? Uh, all right, I got to be careful with a lot of these questions. All right, usually what happens is in my life when somebody. You um, can ask me. It's going to be a good you, answer. You asked a, somebody a question or whatever, and I didn't quite know it. And you, you, like you said, you got punked out or whatever. You know what I did? I went back to a book or oh, something. Oh, I knew it the next time. And Yeah. You so only you begin to study. If, if you... But see, why don't we treat why don't we treat the gospel like that? Right. right, we treat, we don't. You know what? We give up. Ah, oh, see, I knew they was going to ask me that hard question, Ooh, and I couldn't why? answer it. Because some people think it's hard, and some people give up when it's hard. Mm-hmm. And and I think we create that. That's a whole other podcast. I know we've been going a while, but that's a whole other day on why do we give up when it gets hard, you know, mm-hmm. when we should be really buckling down when it gets hard and pushing through because it's going to make it happen. But. No, I would have answered your question the right way that time. You get me one time. If you stump me once, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's Jeopardy or trivia or or something about firefighting or medical conditions or the Bible or anything. If you get me one time, it's all it takes. You're going to practice I, and I'm you're going to study. And the next time, know. I promise you, I will be the Google on that matter. And you will not get me the second time. Well, here's the cool part. Unless it's flying rockets. And right. Out. Here's the cool part. <laughs> when we totally rely on the Holy Spirit, 
He'll get us through that situation. I'm going to give you one I learned. That's frogging it. Fully rely on God. There you go. So a long time, not a long time ago, just a couple weeks ago, um, I was in IHOP, and um, I began to ask the girl, um, you know, what do you believe? Just what do you believe? And uh, she said, oh, I believe in God, but I also believe in spiritual, uh, like praying to spirits. And, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It can go way off. And you know what? It took that night to show me one other thing. Okay. I don't, I'm not here to debate her. How about I just say this? Can I just share something with you? Because they want to hear. Mm-hmm. People that are seeking and want to know, they're wanting to know something more. They'll say, sure, let me know. Just start talking about the love of God. Start talking about the gospel. I'm not here to... I'm not in a win or lose debate. I'm just here to share the love of Christ. And I think that can be freeing for a lot of us or yeah. should be. Yeah. We're not here to win the debate. But here that's what so many people want to do. They want to fight. They want to you know like okay, I know all the the ins and the outs about being saved. I'm going to persuade you to be saved. How about we just let the Holy Spirit persuade them? To right. come to Christ, you know? quit quit acting like we're the ones that are. Yeah, we're not the ones doing it. You mm-hmm. know, we have a. Um, so yeah. to tie uh, to get us back and and to share the the search me, know me, examine me, all that is we've talked about today is that just examine us, Lord, search us, examine us, know our heart, search me, O oh God, know my heart. He knows already. That's that personal, intimate relationship that we talk about. God already knows, but we still pray, don't we? Right. We still ask him. We see, you know, so search me. Because he commands us to. It does. Search me, know me. He'll look inside. He'll find it. He'll he'll do a work in the heart. He'll do the what he's going to do. And then here's the next one, that if we're really wanting revival, we're wanting to see God do something, the next one is test. I was sharing with a person yesterday. I'm not going to share on the podcast any names or something like that because I haven't asked permission. But you know what happens when God tests us? Sounds kind of silly or whatever. We have a story. We have a money. So we have a test, a money. We have a test, what would happen. Then we have a story to tell after the test happens. And a lot of times you can reach firemen. I can't reach. You can reach folks that aren't in my circle, but you've gone through things that the the test, and this is a pun, you know, you've been through the fire. Right. You've been through, and you know how to explain to somebody, hey, this is how you get your mask on when there's a lot of smoke in the room and it got knocked off and you can get that oxygen flowing back in there and that with that respirator and keep moving and different things like that. You know all those things. And so when God brings us through the test, he brings us through the fire, we don't know somebody on uh, floor 10 at LSU that may need to be, have went through, is going through what we've just went through, and we can share that with them. So God doesn't give us a test that, um, he doesn't give us a testimony through it to hold on to it just to hold it. He gives it so we can share it with other people. We've spent a good bit of time on sharing and, and stuff like that, but God, uh, Joe, it, it, it's what we, we need to be doing. Because once we see revival and experience revival, 
we should want other people to experience it and to be a part of it and to know it and to understand it. Because, see, that's no my concerns even on here. If yeah. we're going to stay with the gospel, start telling God, our, God, I'm scared to share. God, I'm scared to this. Tell him our anxieties. Tell him our concerns. He'll, 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 he'll lead us to it and help us to obey it and move move on further into it. I know we've gone a long time, but yeah. I just wanted to kind of give give our folks that search me, know me, and uh, if you're available on Wednesday nights, um, I teach um, in the choir suite a little bit deeper into the study. We go, we walk into it a little bit deeper. What I like about it too is I ask questions and we're able to talk as a group and people can share things that's going on in their life through it because we learn by example. We learn right. by other people's stuff. And so uh, I just encourage you to come on Wednesday nights and be a part of it. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys. Love all of you. And uh, Joe, give us some details. All right. Hey, uh, following here, you'll, you're here all the ways to contact us. Uh, don't forget, if you need to get the Change Me information, it's on the website, fbcblanchard.com. Uh, the access to the podcast, previous sermons, uh, some Sunday night activities, and some things like that. We also have a calendar on there. We have a way to pay uh, tithes to give on there as well. If you haven't done so already, download the Church Center app, search for your name in there, set it up. If you need any help with any of that, you're welcome to call the church office, and we'll get all that set up for you. So, Brother Clay, you want to close us out in prayer, and then there'll be a little more information following that. Sounds good. Father God, I pray you do search us. God, I pray you uh, examine us. God, look inside, see what's in there. Know the heart, try the heart, see what's inside. And then, God, once you expose it to us, God, help us to repent, help us to confess it, help us to turn to you, rely on you as the source of the one that can change us, rely on you that you are actively moving in our lives and in our midst. So, God, please change us. Do something that can only be explained by God. Wake us up spiritually. Lord, I believe when we're awoken spiritually, we'll begin to share with other people about what you're doing in our hearts and lives, and we will see people come to know Jesus as their Savior and Lord. So not only will we have a spiritual awakening, others around us will have that. So God, give us the boldness, give us the courage, give us the zeal, give us the passion, give us the want to, and all let it come from you. And then you'll lead us in the way everlasting. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you for joining us on the First Baptist Church Blanchard podcast today. Uh, please follow us, like us, so you can be notified when the new episodes come out. If you have any comments or suggestions, leave those below. Also, if there's any way we could pray for you, please contact us. Let us know. 318-929-2346. Or also, you can catch us at www.fbcblanchard.com. Go to the contact page. You'll find all the info you need. Thank you again. We're praying for you. You have a blessed day.